The following program is rated D for dumb. The following podcast is rated D for dumb. You're listening to Dumbing It Down with Dave, the fastest podcast on earth. Listen to Dave commute to and from work on the New York State Thruway in his 2008 Kia Rio LX. He talks about pragmatism, truth, happiness, and the search for it all. Join Dave as he asks and tells you how life ought to be. And now, here's Dave. Well, hello everybody. Welcome to Dumbing It Down with Dave. My name is Dave Canyon, your pragmatic podcaster. Are you ready to dumb it down? That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I am at the Walmart parking lot in Rensselaer, New York. Just a little shopping for for food. Uh, oh, I was supposed to get other stuff. It's amazing how I'm so geared up to go in there and get my stuff and be done for the day. And I just realized I want to get some earplugs. So when I go to sleep, um, I have these plastic earplugs in my ear and it blocks out all the, all the noise. I've had them before. I, I, I probably still have one or two pair, but... I just wanted to prepare. Today is going to be a really big day, and tomorrow, uh, well, I say that now. I'm in the car. I'm leaving Rensselaer. It's 9.47. I just did um, uh, somewhere between 14 and 15 hours of work, five days in a row. Uh, I did like 63 hours for the week, 63, 64 hours for the week. It's 9.47 a.m., and uh, I'm geared up, but in about 45 minutes to an hour, who knows? Um, I am... uh, about, uh, I'm headed towards the New York State Thruway. It is not, I repeat, this is not, it is not a sunny day in New York. It is not a Sunday morning. It was sunny. It was sunny uh, from sunrise till uh, just until I just got out of the Walmart. It was sunny when I went into the Walmart. I think it's supposed to rain. It doesn't really matter. Anyway, I am in the Kia Rio, and that was Alex Exum. You heard at the top of the show, Alex Exum, alexexum.com. He's back from wherever he went. He came back. He didn't. Uh, he didn't alert anybody to where he went and what happened, but he was gone and now he's back. Technical difficulties is the public relations uh, press release that has been not put out. Um, I am in the Kia Rio. It is a 2008 Kia Rio, 279,599 miles. It is quite po- no, it's not. It's not possible. But I was going to say, it's quite possible next time I speak to you, it'll have 280,000 miles. Yes, it will be, but I don't think it's going to be next week. I think it's going to be a while. I think this week is, today is going to be a big day for me to get ready for Dave's Fit Life. It's been a long time since I've been away from home, you know, staying in the van, the caravan. I bought a caravan. I had the Honda Fit. I blew it up. And now I have the Dodge Caravan. I took it to Podcast Movement in Orlando. We did a nice thousand mile, no, not thousand mile, it's like 2,000 some odd mile round trip. It ran fantastic. Brought it back. We made a couple more adjustments to it. And it is a luxury coach as far as I'm concerned compared to the Honda Fit. I will miss the Honda Fit. I still miss the Honda Fit. I still have pangs of guilt. I have pangs of guilt over a metal object, over a vehicle. I believe in energy. I've said that before. And uh, I don't like the energy that I had the day I blew up the Fit. And uh, I don't like the fact that I, I let it down. And, of course, I feel like I let a lot of you down, and I let myself down, because I really was enjoying the struggle, the struggle of being cramped in the fit. You might think that's ridiculous, but I didn't want to glam it up. I'm not into glamping. You know what glamping is? You know, I guess glamorous camping. So I like the idea of getting used to the fit, customizing the fit, 
having a one-person vehicle, you know, a one-person campout. I had some furniture in there, believe it or not, so that's why you can't have two. If I didn't have the furniture, probably could have had two. I think I've seen videos where people sleep two to a fit. And it's the older fit. It was like a 2009 or whatever. Uh, the newer fits, you, you can make some accommodations and you can sleep too a lot more comfortably. I had the older fit. Anyway, uh, so now I have the Dodge Caravan and it, it is what it is. Um, it's going to be comfortable. It's too comfortable. And it's also much more spacious, which means it'll be much more difficult to heat in the winter and cool off in the summer, I think. I'm pretty sure it's going to be that way. Uh, I do give off a lot of body heat. Um, so... I just maybe I'll just need an extra blanket. Maybe that's all I'm going to need. Maybe I'll get one of those thermal sleeping bags that I was looking at last year. And last year at this time, I think actually a year ago, almost today, um, my mother had a stroke. So you'll see if you go to YouTube and you look up Days Fit Life, you'll see that I start to uh, stand in front of the fit and I talk about it and all that stuff. And then before you know it, bam, my mother has a stroke. And then I'm down in Brooklyn living with her uh, bedside, you know, uh, at the nursing home. Uh, a hospital and then a nursing home uh, for 63 days. Yeah. So that was uh, really interesting. I did a lot of uh, seaside seaside reports from Manhattan Beach, Brooklyn, from the water. And uh, it was exhausting. It was horrible. It was actually uh, not a pleasant experience. Not that anybody would expect to be uh, living in a nursing home because uh, I lived there. I would live there for the week and I would go home on the weekends uh, to advocate for my mother who, who is deaf. So not only is she a stroke recoverer, she's a, she was previously, originally, a concentration camp survivor and a deafness survivor. She's a big-time survivor. It was very hard to get the staff to understand that. It was an international staff. People from nurses, fine nurses, most of them very professional, very excellent, uh, uh, made me feel very good about the, the choice my father and I made about the nursing home she stayed at. By the way, this is about the time of the show. Six minutes in where I make my obligatory comment. This is not what I wanted to talk about at all. I really do have something very set for today. No notes. I just have something very set. But anyway, I guess it's because it's been a year. It, it popped up. Um, so I, I will be going home working on Dave's Fit Life today and or tomorrow. And then so uh, this will probably be the last time I'm in the fit. If I get things done like I want to. And I, as I mentioned in the previous episode, which I think is 158, I don't remember now, the previous bonus episode I did, Intentions. No, that was just a bonus episode, wasn't it? I don't remember. Um, I don't even want to look. I don't want to press buttons and ruin everything. But uh, a lot of my intentions, I, I fall through. I have intentions and then I fail. I want to do something, but I, then I don't do it. There are things I want to do that I eventually do. But, you know, very often it's on the second or third attempt or... Um, I don't do it as well as I wanted to do it. I always say, oh, I wish I had done this. Oh, I wish I had done that. There's always like more. Does that make me A-type? I don't think so. I think it makes me D-type. Oh, by the way, thanks to Linda from Awesome Insanity Surfers for the new intros. Um, the, well, they're not really intros, but, you know, the add-ons, the, the warnings, you know, the ratings, rated D for dumb. That was AI Mike. Uh, every week now, let me see, we've had... Um, AI Dave, AI Emma, and that was AI Mike. And uh, I, I had sent uh, Linda a message earlier in the week. In fact, I think it was yesterday. Today is Sunday. Uh, they say don't say the dates because that uh, stops the show from being evergreen. And I'm like, well, I don't think that's stopping people from listening. I don't think people go, oh, it's not evergreen. I'm not listening. 
Uh, oh, I'm in France. I want to listen to this on Deezer. Oh, wait a minute. It's not Evergreen. Oh, I'm out. I thought it was an Evergreen show. For those of you that don't know, Evergreen means like forever and ever. Like, you don't date it. But I date it. I don't care. October 6, 9.54 a.m. I'm on 787 South, headed to I-87 South, which is the New York State Thruway, which could be the Governor Dewey Thruway. I don't even know. That's my nickname for it. The Governor Dewey Thruway. Um, Thomas E. Dewey? I don't even know. Is that the guy who invented the cotton gin? I think that was Eli Whitney. Whitney? Is that the guy that has the catalog? The Whitney catalog with all the car parts? All the cheap car parts? I don't even know. I'm just going on a rant. Going on a tangent. Alright, how many minutes are we into the show? We've done nothing. So, yeah, I intend to prepare for Dave's Fit Life. And uh, this Kia Rio will sit at 279,000 miles for a long time. But it is a great car and I should sell it. I should sell it. I should get the money. Uh, you know, the, the, I should get the, the most value for it now. In fact, I did get a phone call from the Kia dealer in Kingston, New York, near where I live, saying, and they called, they left a personal message, not even a recording. And the lady was horrible. I mean, I'm amazed that she was the one they hired to make the phone call. I wish I had the recording. I would just blank out her name. She's like, ah, this is beep, you know, Matilda from Romeo Kia. Uh, you're hot. I was like, oh my God, get to it, lady. You're Kia Rio. I, you know what? I don't care what you're telling me on the phone right now. We're not doing it. Whatever you tell me, I'm just, I'm already lost. We're not doing it. You you lost me, sweetheart. Too bad. Woo. All right. We're going to get to the, the, the thing you really want to get to, Dave. Yeah, let's get to the thing you really want to get to, Dave. I think I covered everything, right? Yeah. I told you where I am. I told you that it's not a sunny day. I, I mentioned Alex Exum. I, I mentioned Linda Irwin uh, from Awesome Insanity Surfers providing the AI voices. Oh, I said that I had contacted her earlier. I think it was yesterday. <laughs> saying that um, I should have had the AI voices, <coughs> excuse me, introduce themselves first. This is AI Mike from Awesome Insanity Surfers, or wherever they're from. I don't even know where they're actually all from. There's a lot of AI voices she has. I've never heard of these voices. She has women. I played two men so far and a woman. Emma. Emma. I like Emma. I like Emma a lot. So... There you go. That's that, and this is this. Let's move on with the show. Should we start the show? It's only 10 minutes in. Should start the show now, right? Wow, that's like the biggest waste of 10 minutes. Should I hit the button, record it, re-record it? Nah, it is what it is. I don't have time for re-recording. So let's get to it. Let's. Uh, I'm going to really quickly talk. Well, really quickly talk? I don't really do that. That's not really my thing, right? Really quickly talk. Um, the other day, actress, uh, movie star, um... Diane Carroll passed away. Diane Carroll. I did not hear a lot about it in the news. That really kind of bothered me. And I think that's why I'm doing this now. She doesn't need me to do this. I don't need to do this. But I do want you to know this. Because I do live in the past a lot. And she does make a comment, not about me specifically, but something in regards to my level of maturity which is not really in question. We know I'm immature. And I might have just, you know, said the punchline before the joke. There is no joke, but anyway, um, she had a very rough childhood, Diane Carroll. Uh, maybe she didn't have a rough childhood, but she had a rough moment, a very specific rough moment in her life. But uh, the reason, and we're going to talk about that, but the reason why I bring her up is because uh, as I live in the past, 
with all my resentment and all my regret uh, and all my memories, all my sad memories, some some happy memories. Um, but I like to wallow in the sad. I do. I know that. You don't have to tell me that. You don't have to tell me it's unhealthy. I know. I know how it's going to manifest itself. I'm not worried about that. I mean, I am worried about it, but it's not enough to stop me. How about that? I've heard a lot of the most educated, uh, you know, opinions and advice in the world. I even have a therapist who I pay to see once a month. And I used to see her once a week. Then I used to see her every other week. Now we're down to once a month. And I've heard all, everything in the world. I've seen all the shows. I've heard all the radio shows, the podcasts. And all yeah, I'm going to live like this until I decide not to live like this. Diane Carroll was a face that I would see on TV all the time. There was just things that I would see. I was a big TV watcher. I mentioned a whole bunch of shows that I watched. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I, I mentioned all these children's shows. They're like Zoom, The Electric Company, you know, of course, Sesame Street. Uh, one of them I left out was The Big Blue Marble. I left out The Big Blue Marble, The New Zoo, New Zoo Review, Mr. Rogers, of course, Davy and Goliath, big time show. They're the only one that's religious. Well, Insight. I used to watch a show called Insight. But uh, David and Goliath was the only one that was really religious and would actually say God and all that. Insight did too. Insight was more live. It was uh, like a play, like a TV show. Uh, David and Goliath was claymation. And in fact, not only just claymation, spectacular claymation, uh, of which you'll probably never see again. Not the way they did it. All right. Uh, so there was a lot of things that were very familiar to me that were very daily in my life, like uh, Johnny Carson, Mike Douglas, Merv Griffin, you know, the 8 o'clock movie, the Million Dollar movie, the 4.30 movie, the After School Special, you know, Saturday morning cartoons, Super Friends, Hong Kong Fooey, Speed Racer, my ultimate favorite, Speed Racer. You know, they were just faces that you would see, celebrities, all the time, over and over and over again. Some of them were very New York specific, some of them were not. And some of them I knew, but I just don't know why I knew them. I think, like, Peggy Cass was a to-tell-the-truth uh, panelist or something like that. Or what's my line? I never knew why I knew Peggy Cass. Uh, there were other ones. There were just other celebrities, kind of like Kardashian types, but not really. They didn't have a booty video. Uh, they didn't have a reality show. Just some people were famous because they were famous. I have no idea. I was a little boy. And my mother was deaf, and I really couldn't ask her, although she really had her face buried in the Star and the Inquirer all the time. I say face buried. It's kind of rude. But, you know, she when they finally created the Inquirer, she could read it. That was her reading level. And I don't even know if she read. I think she just really looked at the pictures. And most of them were women with cellulite. Anyway, Diane Carroll was this uh, beautiful black woman that was a model and an actress. And she was one of the faces I'd see over and over again. And at a young age, I did say to myself, oh, by the way, Room 222 was a TV show I used to watch. That was a very political show that dealt with a lot of racism and uh, I think some class, not warfare, but you know, uh, it, was a, it was an interesting show that took place, I think in a high school, possibly a college. I'm thinking more high school, Room 222. Uh, Karen Valentine, Mm-mm-mm. Karen Valentine was in that show. Anyway, Diane Carroll uh, was a woman that I would see. I had Bill Cosby at the time, at the time Bill Cosby, straight and narrow, you know, nice man, good man, played a basketball coach, you know. These were like role models for me. I would watch in lieu of parents. I had parents, but I didn't like them, and they didn't really like me, and they 
they really weren't too involved in my life except for the all the negative aspects of my life like telling me how sloppy my room is and how bad my penmanship is and how I'm a bad boy and my sister's a good girl my kid should be more like a sister I'm like yeah whatever okay so Diane Carroll I'm just going to mention her name 20 times she was this beautiful woman that you would see on TV every so often and she had a TV show you know Julie Julia I think it was called um, let me just read a little bit of the uh, Wikipedia bio here she was actually born Carol Diane Johnson all right, July 17th, 1935. So she died 84 years old. She just died a couple days ago, October 4th, 2019. An American actress, she was a singer. She was a model, and she rose to prominence in some of the earliest major studio films to feature a black cast, including Carmen Jones, 1954, Porgy and Bess, 1959, 1962. Diane Carroll won a Tony Award, which is Broadway, for Best Actress, the first for a black woman, and for her role in the Broadway musical No Strings. I've never heard of uh, that show, but it doesn't matter. She won a Tony. She's the first black woman to win a Tony. She was actually born in the Bronx, which I kind of find cool. And um, she died in California, Los Angeles. She went to the Music and Arts High School in, uh, in New York City, a school I should have went to if anybody was paying attention to me. I did want to go to Grady Vocational School, but I should have went to the other one as well. She did go to NYU, which is a great school, so she had to be pretty smart. Or she had Felicity Huffman as a mother, which I don't think was was happening. So, and she, you know, she was an actress, a singer, fashion model, and um, apparently here she was not married, but she was married to Vic Damone. Some of you might remember Vic Damone. I remember the name. I don't remember the, the reason why I know him. Probably a singer or something like that. But she had Sidney Portier was a partner. It's his partners, not spouse. It's his spouses, then it's his partners. So I don't know if she was married married to him or just hanging out. Or they were partners in business. And also David Frost, the famous interviewer. And she won a Golden Globe Award for Best TV Star in Julia, which was the first uh, TV show to feature a black woman as a star, as a professional woman. She was a nurse in there. And I've, I've seen some of the Julia shows. They're very sweet. They're very simple. You know, for 1968... It was pretty good. So she was the first one to star in an American television series that starred a black woman in a non-stereotypical role, it says here. Oh, by the way, she had a, it was a milestone. We love the word milestone on the show. It was a milestone both in her career and in, in the medium of television. That was great. And then, of course, she went on to be in Dynasty. And I have a lot of, a lot of people remember from, from Dynasty. Okay. And she's also a breast cancer survivor and an activist. So there you go. That's Diane Carroll. How many minutes? Oh, 18 minutes. That's not bad. So let me just tell you, uh, I, I was watching a video. Can I swipe that screen away? Let me swipe that screen away so that it doesn't get it away. What else did I want to tell you? Oh, no, that was it. What's this about? Okay. Yeah, well, let's swipe that away, too. So she talks about this horrible event. I mentioned that early in the show. She didn't have an exactly horrible childhood. But she had a horrible event where her mother and father, they were poor. You know, everybody was poor back in the day. She was poor as well. She doesn't come, even though she went to NYU, and she looks fantastic, you know, uh, throughout so much of her life. She was a model. She was an actress, singer, you know, Tony Award winner, Broadway, films, TV. Um, for me, it was her and Pam Greer for the longest time. Two different types of beauty. Both black women, but... Those were the two in my in my eyes that I would always oh oh look at that 
Not so much Eartha Kitt. <laughs> Although she did look good as the Catwoman. I dug her in that Catwoman outfit. <laughs> Eartha Kitt. Anyway, <laughs> that was her That was her deal. <laughs> um, I think uh, Eartha Kitt actually coined the phrase. <laughs> okay, that's probably not true. Uh, so anyway, somewhere about the age of three or four, Diane Carroll's parents decided to drop her off at an aunt's house. I don't know if it was the mother's sister or the father's sister. It doesn't matter. They just uh, they just say the aunt. I saw a video where Diane Carroll talks about this. And they had this day of travel, went to the aunt's house, and uh, there, was no, there was no discussion of anything. And Diane woke up the next morning and her parents were gone. They had left her. They felt they needed a year. They told the aunt they needed a year without the responsibility of having a baby. That was the words that were used. We need a year to go find ourselves, or whatever it is that they said, to not have the responsibilities of the child. The mother walked away. The mother from her baby, a three- or four-year-old baby. Father, I don't know, I couldn't do it, but this father could. And um, so apparently she woke up the next morning because there was no warning. There was no discussion of, hey, we're leaving you here with the aunt. We're going to be back soon. We don't know when, but we'll be back. There was no discussion. So apparently she woke up the next day, spent the whole day looking for her mother. That's traumatic, man. That's three or four years old traumatic, man. That's that's tough. So, but what happened was, the reason why I'm talking so much about this, other than the fact that I, I know Diane Carroll doesn't need me to do this. It's not like a eulogy, like a tribute. But I need to do it because uh, she's just somebody that was in my life. That I, you, know, you would feel comfortable. Oh, there's that woman. I like her. Oh, oh, look at her talk. Wow. It was like, because I never, you didn't see black women on TV like that. You know, I didn't see, I lived in a, in a community called Brownsville. <laughs> there were black women everywhere. None looked like her and none talked like her. She's from the Bronx. I don't know how she got rid of her accent. I got to find a video that talks about how, how she got rid of that accent. Anyway, but she says about this because later on she reunites with her parents. I don't know when. I didn't watch all. There's a lot of videos, a lot of information about her. But she she ends up taking care of them in their later years, like my parents, in their failing health years. She didn't get her parents in the good years, apparently. She got them. I don't know how long it was. Maybe they came back two or three years later. I haven't read that. I haven't seen that. But she did take care of them in her old age, in their old age. Well, you know, she's super wealthy at that point, you know. I'm not even sure how wealthy because a lot of her success, well, other than Dynasty, was a long time ago. Even Dynasty was a long time ago. And I don't know how much money they paid her. And I would not be surprised if they paid her a lot less. And I don't even remember seeing her in a lot of commercials. So I don't really know how she made a living the last 20, 30 years of her life. Probably performing, not 20, 30 years, but, you know, probably doing shows. But I... You don't see her in a Marvel movie. Like she wasn't in a hit movie. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, oh, please, I hope this is recording. Yes, it is. All right. So she says she knows it's a great story that her, her parents left her like that. <clears throat> but she says this, and this is, uh, I wrote it down. This is a quote of hers in the video. A mature person finds a way to let go of it. The anger that she felt towards her parents. She said that. A mature person finds a way to let go of it. An immature person 
will live with that excuse forever and ever. In other words, I am like this because of my parents. An immature lives in that excuse forever. See what they did to me? See what my mom and dad did to me? That's an immature person. Well, I got to tell you, when I heard that, you know, I didn't get angry at all, really. Not because it was Diane Carroll, you know, not because of anything. I just like, huh. Well, listen, <clears throat> I already knew that. I, I knew that because I just know that's true. And I have talked about it in the show. I have talked about forgiving and forgetting. And this show is not about Diane Carroll. It's about human behavior. That's why we're doing this. Because it's a human behavior to forgive and forget. So I don't know if Diane Carroll forgot. Of course she didn't. So to forgive and forget, maybe that's not really supposed to be the phrase. Maybe it's just supposed to be forgive. Because how can you forget? You forgive. I don't know how you can't forget because you just remembered. So you forgive. It's in your brain. I don't know how anybody could just delete an event that upsets you. You can't just delete it. I mean, you can move on with your life. I've moved on with a million things, you know, that are behind me now. But I get reminded and I go, oh, yeah, I remember. I do remember. There are things I forget, but not because they don't mean anything to me. Well, yeah, apparently they do uh, mean less to me. I do forget. That must be it. But once I get reminded of it, it I go right back to, you know, ground zero. Like, oh, yeah, I remember why I was so angry and I'm still angry. That's right. (laughs) So I'll forgive and temporarily forget. No, I don't even forgive. I'm not even good at that. So I guess I am immature. And I guess I am going to live on that story about my father for the rest of my life. And my mother, too. And my sister. And my depleters. There is that little boy in me. And he's protecting me. Little David is inside of me. That's why I'm so big. Little David is protecting me. He's telling me, that little boy. And I'm, by the way, I'm seeing my therapist tomorrow. Am I going to bring this up? Probably not. It's not. It doesn't work that way. I don't go there, hey, listen, I was talking on my podcast about my childhood. Made me sad and angry again. No, it doesn't work that way. We sit down, we have tea, and we probably talk about uh, Downton Abbey the movie. <laughs> That's probably what we're going to do. I pay $80 to sit there and talk about Downton Abbey for 45, 50 minutes and then I go home. I feel good about things. Um, yeah, so uh, I don't remember what I was talking about, but that's it. I, I'm, I'm, uh, the little boy's protecting me. Yeah, the little boy's protecting me. He's keeping me sharp on my toes. He's like, hey, don't forget. I'm like, oh, that's right. I will not forget. And I probably won't forgive. Okay, so there you go. That's that. That's Diane Carroll. She's gone, 84 years old, I think she was. She's quite a beauty. If you don't know anything about her, look her up. And uh, she looked fantastic when she was older, but, um, you know, her cheeks got a little rounded. I just saw her. She still looked fantastic. But when she had those lines, she had those model lines on her face, and uh, she was young. Man, she just had this look. And I would, you know, walk around New York City, and I would see certain women with that look. i go, ah, that's that Diane Carroll look. Those eyes and uh, just that face. Just a beautiful woman. I would have liked to have met her. That would have been nice. But then again, you know, uh, you can say that about a lot of people. I would have loved to have met Raquel Welch. I'd like to meet her now. I'd like to interview them on my podcast. That would be fantastic. If anybody could, could hook me up with Raquel Welch, 
uh, I'd be greatly appreciative. That would be fantastic to talk to her. I'm sure she'd love to do Dumbing It Down with Dave podcast. Absolutely. Or maybe she'd like to hang out on my Dodge Caravan and do an episode of Dave's Fit Life. I'm sure she'd love to. I'm sure she, you know, the star of Rio Bravo with Jimmy Stewart and Dean Martin would love to do Dumbing It Down with Dave with Dave Canyon in Saugatish, New York, of course. Or maybe Albany, New York. Or Rensselaer. Who knows? All right. 28 minutes and 14 seconds. Um, well, I really can't do much now. I kind of bloviated. Did I, is that what I just did? I bloviated. I bloviated. Um, let me just say this. I want to. I want to think. I'll read the comments the next show. I'll do a bonus episode or something like that. I want to thank Sweet Truth Media for chiming in on uh, on the previous episode in the comment section. I want to thank Pat. I want to thank Linda. I want to thank uh, Mark. Uh, I want to thank Hal, Aaron. Um, I want to thank all of you, really, for uh, for being a part of the show. It's been a hundred and it's a milestone. This episode, I think it's like episode one fifty nine. Something like that. It's a milestone episode. We're just short of 158. We're just short of 160. You know? So, uh, yeah, 157, 158. This is episode 159. So, uh, it's a milestone episode. And if I could end it at 30 minutes, that would be an excellent milestone episode where I end it right at 30 minutes. But don't forget to tweet me at Dumb with Dave. And don't leave the show just because I'm doing the salutations. I might say, I might say something really funny. I might, I might say something like, whoa, that was, I wish, I'm, I'm glad. It might be a blooper. Maybe I'll play a blooper. Stay to the end. You know? Yeah, here's a mistake. Oh, oh, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> oh, man, I did it twice. Anyway. Dave. Yes, okay, stop. Emma wanted to tell me to stop. Dave. Okay. Um, that's it, folks. Tune in to the next episode. 160, Super Milestone episode. Goodbye. Good day, good night, good luck, good riddance, good rats, Godspeed, and great skills.